Happy Mother's Day and welcome to the Movement Podcast with Pastor Joshua Lockett and Triad Christian Center. Today we have a very special guest who will be ministering the word in the person of Lady Barbara T. Lockett, reminding us that we need to watch the words that we speak. So without further ado, let's tune in. And we certainly, as we get into our message today, want to honor the great leader of this house, Pastor Joshua Lockett. God bless you, Pastor, for giving me this opportunity to speak. He is my youngest son, and so he always claims special privileges. I carried him until his feet were dangling on the floor. Uh, He was so big, and the other children said to me, Mama, he can walk. Put him down. But I realized that he was my last baby that I would produce uh, uh, in the natural. But we love Pastor Josh. He has a heart for the people. Uh, We love him because he feeds the flock. And we love him because he always makes room for praise and worship and appreciation of our Father. Today, as we look at our various situations that we're in, we have to know that we are speaking. We are called upon as believers to speak life to dead situations. And as a mother with children growing up, a lot of times, how many of you have had your mom to say to you, watch your mouth? You know, whether you were getting a tone, a certain tone that wasn't respectful, or whether you were just talking too much, she said, watch your mouth. And so today, I just want to come along as mother, and because this is Mother's Day, and to say to the body of Christ that we have to learn to watch our mouths because we can so easily speak something that is totally against the will of the Lord. And so we want to start off with this known, very familiar scripture, Proverbs 18 and 21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And what I find interesting is that many, many people Many people will quote that first part, death and life are in the power of the tongue, but they fail to go on to the second clause that says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean, Sister Lockett? Well, it means simply this. Whatever you love, whether you love evil or good, whether you produce good words, encouraging words, or evil, depressing uh, uh, words, discouraging words, you will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you will produce what comes out of your mouth. And this is the reason why we have to be careful as to what we say, because we will actually produce what comes out of our mouths. It's funny how we can always talk negative and then get mad at God because there is no production of good things. Can I say that again? It's funny how we can talk negative things. Ah, guys here, I don't know, well, whatever, whatever. And then we get upset with God because we've not produced the fruit that we desire. So we've got to watch what we say. The power of the tongue produces death and life. And, you know, all of us at, at some time can say something that may not be the best thing, but we catch ourselves through the Holy Spirit, and we go back and we correct that. Because we have to realize that what we say, that the power 
of the tongue is important. The supporting scripture of this last part of uh, verse 21 is found in Psalms 19 and 14. 19, Psalms 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth, and I know this is familiar too, and the meditation of my heart, may they both be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In other words, we have, this is a supporting scripture to verse 21 in Proverbs because we have to be sure that what we are meditating in our heart is the same thing as what we are talking. Have you ever heard somebody talk nice, talk sweet? Oh, you're such a lovable child. Oh, your, your babies are beautiful. And then as soon as they pass by, you say, those little brats, they get on my nerves, always stepping on my feet. Something totally different in your heart, yet you've spoken something good. So you got to realize that God is judging your meditations of your heart as well as the words that come out of your mouth. And so we want to make sure that we are feeding into the atmosphere, the will of the Lord. That's what we're actually doing when we are speaking uh, the word of God, when we are uh, speaking life, when we are speaking victory, when we are speaking uh, uh, solutions, we are actually speaking into the atmosphere, the will of the Lord. And any time we go against that, we have to realize that God does not honor it. And, and furthermore, we will begin to produce the fruit that we speak of. What comes out of your mouths, what comes out of our mouths, usually reflects that that's in the heart. I call those heart issues. And that's the reason we're told in Scripture that we need to guard our hearts. Because whatever you allow in your heart, it's going to come out in your spirit. You know, it gets me when people say, well, I'm trying to be nice. My question to one person was, why are you trying? Because if it's in your heart, in your spirit, whatever's in you, you don't have to try hard not to do it. And so if you find those things in your heart and in your spirit and you know that they are not of God, then we have to ask God to examine us and to take whatever is in us out to purify our thoughts. You know, I'm, try, I'm trying to be nice now. now I'm, I'm trying to be. And I, I say, well, why do you got to try? That should be what you produce because it's in your heart. I'm trying to be saved where we all are. But it's in your spirit that produces that. Now, when we talk about communication, communication has always been key to our relationship with men and God. And effective communication is defined as verbal speech or other methods of relaying information to get a point across. Because you haven't really communicated effectively if nobody understands your point. You've not communicated effectively if no one knows or understands or gets your point. As believers in God and in his righteousness, we must realize that on this morning we've got a point to prove. We've got a point to get across. And the point is that it's our God remains consistent. As he was yesterday, he is today. And as he is today, he will be tomorrow. And the church said, amen. Today, we want to speak life to sick bodies, to sick minds. 
We speak life to lacking households, to lacking churches, businesses. We speak life to a dying economy. It's very easy because if you're like I am, I like to know what's going on. So I look at the news, but I've told myself I can't look at it all the time. But I get it just to find out what the main issues are. And so if you're not careful, you'll begin to speak exactly what uh, um, uh, Chris Cuomo and uh, um, Andrew, uh, what's his name, uh, on CNN, all these other people. You begin to say, well, you know, they said, and you know I heard. And, and, and the Lord is just beginning to shut my eyes. Doesn't mean now, let's get it straight, it doesn't mean that as believers we are ignorant to the devices of the enemy. It doesn't mean that we don't see the severity of what we're going through. It doesn't mean that we don't believe the severity of the situation that we're in. But it's simply a fact that we choose to believe a higher power. And in believing the higher power, we begin to speak life. So we're speaking life to a weak faith, to a diminishing hope. A weak faith. God, the devil doesn't want your house. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want your house, so he's going to cause you to lose it because you don't have a job now. He doesn't want your health. He doesn't want your family. He wants your faith. And so as we go through the various instances of our life, we find that our faith, if we're not careful, will begin to weaken. And so we must speak life. Some of you need to shake your faith this morning. Shake it back to life. Shake it back to believing God. We speak life to a diminishing hope. Hope. Hope is so important. Hope is the thing that ignites your desire to keep going. There have been people who have been hospitalized, and they had something that was easily cured. But because they got in, the hospital, they went to the hospital, they lost hope, death comes over. Can I tell you this? And, 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 and I've heard people say, well, I've asked, well, what, what was the diagnosis? What was the problem? So the doctors don't really understand it. They just said that for some reason, they did not want to live. They lost hope. So we want to speak life today to uh, a diminishing hope. We want to bind the spirit of depression and we loose the spirit of joy. For in our joy, there is what? Strength. And so today, I'm here today. I speak today in the strength of the Lord. Now, before we can talk and declare to others, we must first of all have a conversation with ourselves. We must talk to ourselves. Now, I know most of you in here and out there talk to yourselves. And I'm finding out that the older you get, the more you talk to yourself. And if you stay by yourself, the more you talk to yourself. You're talking about how you're going to put this little gadget together. And you say, now let me see here. Now this part right here. And you're just carrying on a wonderful conversation with yourself. Now, now is this supposed to go here? And somehow that helps you to, to do what you've got to do. Uh, and, and, and people may come in and say, you crazy if you talk to yourself. And that, that's not necessarily true because if you grew up the way I grew up, the, 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 the verdict of that was it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't disagree with yourself. But can I tell you that sometimes that happens too? You're talking, well, do you, does this go here? Let me see. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got the wrong piece. Where's that other piece? 
So we, there's a tendency to even disagree with ourselves. But can I tell you, you have permission to talk to yourself. And I've had to talk to myself on many occasions. Psalms 42 and 5 says this. This, this is uh, the psalmist talking to himself. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? In other words, he's questioning himself. Why are you feeling the way you feel? Oh, my soul. And why art thou disquieted in me? In other words, the quiet spirit represents the spirit of peace, the spirit of comfort. But now my spirit is thinking this, and then before I can finish thinking that crazy thought, another thought, and, and these, race, these, these thoughts are racing in your mind. And sometimes you just got to say, wait, 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 wait. You know, talk to yourself and say, listen, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not even going to ask how many of you have to declare that, that, that the thought did not belong in your spirit. And many times I'm walking through the house and, and um, you know, as mothers, we always want to be the one to help fix the problem. And sometimes at one point right after my husband passed, I found myself trying to be the solution for everybody's problem. And I had to go to an encounter. And they gave me that nail. I said, God, I came here specifically, first of all, to apologize for trying to be God. And secondly, I come to give you your battle back. And I tell you, whenever things come up in life, whether it's home or church or in our community, in our world, in our health, I have to say to God sometimes, God, when, when I feel that heaviness, that worry and heaviness coming on, I have to turn around and say, God, you took this from me, and I'm, I, I'm not taking it back. It's yours. It's yours. It, I have nothing to do with it. It's yours. Some of you who are listening to me today, you need to tell the devil when he comes to your mind and makes you think that it is your responsibility to do his job, you need to tell him it's yours, God. I don't take it. I don't want it. It's yours, God. So we have to talk to ourselves. We have to talk to ourselves. And so then the latter part of verse 5 says, and I shall yet praise him. I shall yet. In other words, you, you know how uh, you tell yourself, and, and, and I will lose 10 pounds in, 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 in five weeks. I will do this. You have to say to yourself, you have to talk to yourself. For I shall praise, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Now, the realization of what we will, what we desire, is vitally important because so many of us keep running into uh, 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 brick walls because we have not yet decided what we will, what we will. We've not decided what, um, what we desire. And so we, when we look at Psalms um, 34, we see, uh, we see the writer making um, a, 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 a real strong effort to say to himself. Because, see, there are times when you don't feel like lifting your hands and telling God, thank you. Because your question is, thank you. God, you see where I am? You're not always in position to tell God uh, 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 to praise God. And when we praise God, you understand that praising God is not just saying praise God. When somebody up here says, praise God, and you say praise God, that's almost like saying, tie your shoes, and they holler back, tie your shoes. 
Praise God means to speak kindly, to speak wonderfully of God. So when somebody says praise God, then you begin to say, oh, God, you're wonderful. God, you're greater than them all. God, there is no other name like your name. Y'all know how to praise. If you know how to date and talk sweet nothings, y'all know how to talk praise. And so in the 34th division of Psalms, this, the writer says, he says, now I have made a conscientious effort to do what I know will bless me. So he says, I will bless him. You don't have to make me. God is not holding a gun to your head, but it is my will. It is my desire to bless the Lord when at all times, in the good times, in the bad times, in the well times, in the sick times. I will. This is what I have decided to do. I want to know if there's anybody who's listening to the sound of my voice. If you have decided that you're going to bless the Lord, you're going to bless the Lord at all times. And then this is the part we like, his praise, his praise. You remember I just told you what praise is? No, it, it can't be just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. No, no. But his praise. God, I don't understand you. But you're, you're, you're my all in all. God, I don't understand what's going on in my life, but you are the lily of the valley. You're the bride of the morning. Oh, this, we got to sing praises to our Father. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my soul, these are commandments to yourself, shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Then, 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 you know, this thing is getting good. And if you've been like I've been at home, you know, on lockdown, there are days when I begin to lift my voice and praise God, and I'm so loud, something comes to me and says, your, your neighbors may be hearing what you say. But then when somebody walks in the room and says, What's, what's okay? What, you're okay? What's up? What's up? You, then you, this is your opportunity in verse 3 that says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And then you begin to tell of his goodness. I sought the Lord and he heard me. That's why I'm praising God. That's why I'm off the chain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he delivered me from all of my fears. I'm not saying I've been perfect. I've never feared of uh, uh, my life. I never feared what was happening. But thank God I'm praising him today because he has delivered me from all of my fears. Hallelujah. They looked into him and they were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. Why? Because he had provoked them. He had invited them to come. And to help him magnify the Lord. And then the sixth verse says, this poor man cried. I don't know, you, you, you might say, well, I got a little change. But I, 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 I think about now all of us may be poor, meaning that we are lacking. We are lacking what we need. But the good thing that we know is that this man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all, every one of his troubles. Because this poor man cried. It's all right to be poor for a short while, but you got to learn how to cry. You got to learn how to cry unto the Lord and allow the Lord to uh, help you and to save you out of all of your troubles. Now, as I end today, there are a few things that must take place as we talk to ourselves. 
when we talk to ourselves, see, the reason why I can tell you certain things about God and I can tell and remind myself, tell myself things about God because I know the word, the word has been proven in my life. And you don't need to know Greek or Latin. You just need to have a testimony. You need to have an undeniable experience with the Lord to know what God is able to do. So the first thing that we must do and consider, we must know that there is God. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. But we must know that there is God. Today, yesterday, and forevermore. We must know that he is consistently consistent. We must know that he is consistently consistent. He is not like we are. Some, some days we feel, what, like a nut? Some days, you know, in other words, our mood switch, mood uh, changes are all over the place. And so we must know that God is consistently consistent. Can you say that with me here and out there? God is consistently consistent. We have to know the who that is in the word. The who, the W-H-O. The W-H-O that I'm talking about today is greater than the W-H-O, the word, the World Health Organization. We've been seeing a lot of that. So we got to know who the who is in this word. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning, before anything ever started, before anything ever existed, what's the word? And the word was with God. And that's good. But the, the, the more important fact is that the word was God. So, you know, in, in English, you teach that that Lincoln verb connects the, the predicate nominative with the subject. And whatever you say the subject is in that linking verb, then it has to be the same thing as the, as the, as the predicate nominative. For instance, um, uh, um, the dog is the pet. The pet is the dog. They're one and the same, and they're linked by that linking verb. And so God is word. Word is God. That is, it's the same. It's just a repeat of who God is. It's just another view of who God is. So we understand that this world is still rotating over how many years? I, I've not heard of the, the sun crashing. Now, if it were uh, um, uh, um, our words that established this world, this universe, we'd be in a mess. We would have been dead and gone. Everything would have been running into each other. But God, I want you to know that this world that you live in today exists and it was created because of a word, because of God. And we find that in Genesis. So we say that the, that the who of the word is God. God is the word and the word is God. So when Peter walked on that water, and we've heard pastors say that many times, God called him, he heard God's word. So he wasn't just walking on water, he was walking on word. He was walking on God. And see, that was the, that was the sustaining power that he had. Hallelujah. And then we have to understand um, that, that the word, that the word is, is, is powerful and is faithful. 
in Isaiah 55, 11 through 12, it says, and this is an, an, an analogy. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word. In other words, just like when it rains and snows, and we know that it's raining and snowing to flourish the earth so that the earth can bring forth. And we don't ever see the rain going back to heaven, at least not void. It has to go back to heaven and report the production. And so the word so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. This is God talking. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Because you have the word of God through the written, uh, uh, the written word, the spoken word, you have to understand that it's not going to return to him void. But now if it comes back to God, and, and, and in other words, it was like the, the, uh, um, the, the three men that were given the talents, and one came with nothing more. He came void. He only had what was given to him. But the word of God accomplishes that which God sent it to do. That's the reason we can send the word and, and people can be healed, because it's a word of health goes out. It doesn't come back with more sickness, but it comes back given the results of what God's word was meant to be. And so we understand that God is faithful. His word is faithful. Whatever he has sent it out to do, that will he accomplish it. In Hebrews 4 and 12, we see that God's word is immediately effective. See, I like that. There's some things, there's some programs that we put and they say it won't be effective until 24 hours later. But God's word is immediately effective. It tells us that the word of God is quick. <laughs> it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So in other words, you don't even have to say it. You don't even have to think it. Can I tell you that during this pandemic that some things have happened in my life that I, God knew I desired, but I never had the chance to ask him, and yet it was there. It was effective immediately. Say that God's word is effective immediately. And then the other thing that we need to know about the word is that we need to take God at his word. Take God at his word. Taking God at his word is an accessible defense of the doctrine of scripture. And from scripture, aiming to renew our trust and delight in God's word. It is accessible. God's word is accessible. Aren't you glad about that? Because if I had to take Greek to be able to access the word of God, or if I had to take a class in Latin, do you know that, that those who didn't have a great brain would be left out from the word? Do you know those who didn't have money to pay for the courses would be left out of the word? But the, 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 the word of God is accessible, meaning that if, if all can be saved, then all have access. Aren't you glad today that you have access 
to the word of God? Aren't you glad that you have access to the word of God? And it is so accessible that we can send the word. We have it. It's in us. We live it. We breathe it. We obey it. We do it. We have the greater one who is the word in us. And we can send the word. We can give it assignments. It can work for us. It can work for you. Greater works. And not just how it worked, you know, when uh, uh, in, in the scripture, Jesus, uh, uh, the, the, I think the, the general, the centurion was saying, you know, you can send your word and heal her. And, 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 and about that time, um, uh, the woman with the issue of blood was tagging on his hymn, you know. And, and, and let me just do a little side step. I hope I don't get off track. But that woman that was tugging at the hymn of Jesus when someone else was asking him to come and heal, that's what you call an interrupted miracle. See, some of, some of you all are going to experience. You don't, don't matter who else is talking to God. You can, God will know your voice. He will know your touch. He will, he will become individually or customized just for you. And so we must understand um, that God's word, hallelujah, is accessible to us. Even in a crowd, even when other people have beat us to him. It's still accessible to us. And greater works will we do. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Now you're going to be able to do what Jesus did, but then you have, there's another glory to that. You know, we go from glory to glory to glory. And that next level is that and greater works shall we be able to do because Jesus has gone to the Father. And the last thing, the longevity of his word. There's so many people who will make statements like, boy, you know, you don't see God working like he did last uh, in the, uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But can I tell you that his word is good? It has no expiration date on it. And if God is not moving the way he moved 15, 20, 50 years ago, it's no fault of God. It's no fault of his word. It is our fault because we have stopped using it. Even though it is accessible, we no longer use it to work for us. But the longevity of his word, his word is faithful to the end. So you can't outlive his word. His word is faithful to the end. Matthew 28 and 20 says, I will be with you always, even until the ends of the earth. I'll be with you. When Jesus was born, what shall his name be called? Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And this is an eternal thing. One thing I know about serving God, see, people try to stop it here and say, this won't work. But God is eternally eternal. There is no, no beginning there is no end. So his word remains faithful. Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be dismayed. You don't have to be a, 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 a nervous wreck. You can stand boldly and declare the word of the Lord. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. 
Come on, y'all. We, we need to bless the Lord right there because it is the strength of the Lord that we are here on today. It is none of our doing, but it is the strength of the Lord. He is promising that same scripture to help us and to uphold us with his righteous right hand. He is our refuge, y'all, and our strength. He is ever present. In the time of trouble. We just said that he's effective immediately. You don't have to call and get on a list. You don't have to wait for the test to come your way. God is a present God in the time of trouble. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous. That means me. That means you. We're able to run into it. And we are safe. The Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So I want to encourage you today, as I'm about to take my seat, that you must employ the joy to bring the strength. Well, First Lady, I really don't have anything to be joyful about today. Well, if you woke up this morning and you're on this side, you're already on the winning team. And what we have to do, and the enemy sometimes will come, and even though God has provided, we're eating, may not be eating everything we want to eat, we're eating at home, we may want to go out to restaurants, might want to go to our favorite, maybe some of our favorite restaurants have closed down, but we've got to learn how to always have a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of thankfulness, because in doing so, it brings about the joy and when the joy comes, then comes strength. You're wondering why you're weak, you're barely making it, because you've not seen what God has already provided for you. And so, Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for your goodness to us, God. We thank you for your manifested love toward us, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Because you have been faithful. We have stood on your word. We've stood on your promises. And we still stand here. We thank you because your word, God, provides for us strength. It provides a rock, a solid rock for us to stand on. To keep us from wavering to and fro. To keep us settled in the truth. God, we thank you. And we pray that if there are any who are listening to the sound of my voice and they feel unstable, they feel like um, the thoughts of racing and fear is taking over, we come against it in the name of Jesus. We come against that in the name of Jesus. We say, peace, be still. Your mind thoughts, hallelujah, be still, hallelujah. Those who are sick, whether it's with the COVID or, or other illnesses, Father, we speak life to them. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We glorify in your name today because you're the God of all. And we thank you for it. And then if there be any unsaved, we pray, oh God, that they will reach out to this loving Savior and reach out to the many privileges of the word of God. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray and we declare, and we count it done, and we will leave this place speaking life, speaking life, speaking life, speaking life. Hallelujah, we're speaking life 
regardless of what it looks like, we are speaking life to dead situations. Let's receive our pastor, Pastor Josh. Come on. Let's bless the Lord for him. Hallelujah. Let's give it up for First Lady Lockett, my mother giving the word about the word. Amen. How many of you going to get the word in your mouth? You're going to get life in your mouth? So good to have you all to join us. I just, just encourage you that no matter where you are, to just get the word of God in your life. And some of you may not, you know, you might not even be saved. You don't even know about the word. You don't really know a lot of scriptures. Just, you just start somewhere. One of the ways that we can uh, connect with you, if they would just put it up on the screen, is if you are first time here today, your first time watching, if you would just type in, I know we've been doing a lot of text messages, but if you would type in 41411 and you type in new to TCC, then you'll be able to connect with us. We'll be able to connect with you uh, going forward, and I encourage you to do that. Maybe today you came here and, you know, honestly speaking, you were in a place where, like First Lady said, you're not, you're unsaved. If you made that decision to follow Christ, I want you to type in in 41411, I want you to type in follow Christ. Type in follow Christ. If you made that decision today and you felt like the Lord was calling you back and you made a decision right there in your house, you could do it right there in your house. You could do it in the shower. You could do it in the car. Wherever it is, you can call upon the name of the Lord and you can be saved. You can be brought out of a place of darkness, out of a place of death into a place of life. You really can't live this life without the power of God helping. So you really need Jesus to help you to live. My dad would say what God requires, requires God. And so I encourage you to just take this word in that you have heard today from my mother, from our First Lady, First Lady Barbara Lockett. Let's give it up for her for giving the word on today. Amen. Amen. Thank God for her. And just by the way, when she carried me for those nine months, it was the best time of her life. Amen. Mothers, I want to encourage you just to go out and just, I know you're inside the house, and that's probably all you've been seeing all week is that house and them children. But I want to encourage you to rejoice in the Lord and ask the Lord to give you a vacation in his presence. Amen. I venture to say that God can give you a vacation even though you don't go to a vacation. He can give your soul rest. And I encourage you just to pray that God will give your soul rest today and that you're going to speak the right things. Maybe some of you are catching yourself today. You're being convicted. Just going to change your language throughout this week. I do want to make mention for those of you all who are team members, um, for those of you that are connected with the ministry, and even those that say, you know what, I'm not a member, but I want to be a part of this moment. This is a great opportunity for you to join in and giving uh, to the Lord. We have three different ways that you can give. The number, the, uh, one way is through online giving. Uh, when you're after you finish watching the streaming today, you can just click on online giving. Go and click on that, that link, and it'll give you information. It'll be general. It'll be tithe. Go on and fill out the information and give us the amount that you would like to give. Put it in. When you give, you will get a confirmation email, and um, that, 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 that'll go like that. And then also for text message, uh, you can give by way of text message, 336-203-0708. You can text in that number, text in the amount, then you'll get a link to fill out your card information. And then from there, you will be able to give to the Lord. That's the way I, I give. I have given online as well. Um, the way through text message, you'll get a receipt as well as far as your giving. And um, then lastly, you can give by way of uh, mailing it to us. You can get mailing your offering at 4321 Barrel Road. So we have three different ways for you to give on today. 
Those of you that have been given, thank you for your support. May God richly bless you and restore everything that you have given out, even in this famine. God is known. God has a track record where he has blessed even in famine. The Bible says he blessed Isaac even in famine. And so I declare a blessing on you, a favor on you in the midst of famine, wherever you are. I declare it over you. And I thank you all for supporting. And for those who might already say, I'm going to start today. I haven't never, never given to this ministry. Thank you. If you're going to do that, thank you in advance. On this Tuesday night, we will be having our Bible practice. So I want to encourage you to join us at 7 p.m. Next Sunday, we'll be going back to our original time of 11 a.m. So 11 a.m. we'll be back to 11 a.m. service. And we will also have our 5 p.m. communion service next Sunday. So go on and join. Actually, our service, I'll let you know about communion, excuse me. But we'll have our 5 p.m. evening service on next Sunday, May 17th. So I want to encourage you to make sure you're available online, connect through streaming, and let's believe God for an awesome time. May God keep you and may God protect you all throughout this week. May you enjoy this Mother's Day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Movement Podcast. We pray that this word has richly blessed your life. If it has, we ask that you share it with others, especially during such a time as this. As always, we'd love to connect with you. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian, Facebook, Triad Christian Center, or visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org, where we are streaming live Sundays at 11 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Until next week, be blessed.